When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, when I bought my first little farm in Michigan that had a wood-burning stove, had a well and a small generator to operate that well so we would have heat and water, and there was unlimited firewood on my in my forest that I owned. I bought 80 acres and unlimited fish in the pond, unlimited venison and squirrels and quail and and doves and did he did he just say doves you're listening to cobras and fire a pantheon podcast and today lc and baco give you the listener your 2022 march badness champion Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today with me is not what the doctor ordered, and that is my man, Elsie Fox. How are you this evening? I am well. Excellent. What am I talking about? It's March Badness, a finale. I'm doing spectacular. Let the badness end. Yes, let it end. Please. This is not what the doctor ordered. Not not what I ordered, but our people have. People yeah. have spoken. Maybe you ordered it from Amazon, and then you didn't get what you ordered, so I don't know. (laughs) Something like that. This is what the doctor ordered from Wish. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you're correct, yes. I don't think doctors ever ordered this, but we have the album, The Winner. Absolutely, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Let's just kind of thank everybody again for voting. This has uh, been another success. This year, uh, I think we're... uh, it was even more fun, and I think the the record that that we ended up talking about here today is going to be a lot, a little more jovial conversation. Uh, it was a bit of a, <laughs> it was like going to a funeral uh, last time. This one feels more like uh, uh, you're going to a funeral, but it's like a guy that you it was a lot of fun to hang around or something like that. I don't know. What, what, are we are we not revealing who it is yet? I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. Okay. I was just saying that that I think though that just for two years in a row though. I think if you want to actually pick, if you're just going by what is pure, the definition, the worst album, I think two years in a row we may have the actual worst <laughs> album. Not the one I'm most entertaining to talk about, but seriously, the worst album. Yeah, well, this is it definitely deserved to be nominated, um, and it had a pretty pretty smooth run. It was definitely not one of the more dominant records, but, um, well, before we get into uh, too much further, yeah. let's go ahead and just announce who the winner is. So, for uh, and this is the um, the result of all the, the people voting on on Facebook, the, the two Facebook groups, Ours and Decibel Geeks, and, of course, on Twitter. Uh and then, uh, of course, this was the most voted on round. So thank you, everybody, for hanging in there and, and keeping things going. Do you want to mention the final four, though, at least? Because that's where I thought I got pretty tight. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so uh, leading up to the championship game, then the final four was Gene Simmons' asshole going up against Vanilla Ice, hard to swallow. And then over on the other side, we had uh, Poison Holly Weird, which was an eight seed, one of the last kind of picks in, in the right. whole thing. Uh, an afterthought. And you talk about dominating, dominating all the way to the final four until it met Ted Nugent Shut Up and Jam. Uh, Ted Nugent took that one about 65% of the vote, and it was about the same percentage over on the other side with... 
it was a little tighter, but uh, Vanilla Ice uh, managed to find his way to the final. So our final matchup really was between Vanilla Ice and Ted Nugent. When the final four was announced, I'm not sure. I'm going to see if it's the same with you. I started listening to Hollyweird. <laughs> I had listened to, I was forcing my way because it's like 20 songs to Vanilla Ice. And I, and, and the, uh, I started listening to Ted Nugent too. Of those, the only, f- only one that I heard of prior to that final four being picked was Gene Simmons' asshole. Had you heard any of those? Not prior? not enough to like do this episode without talking. I could I could do this record or today's episode if it was Gene Simmons and probably not have to. I would have still gone back and listened to it and kind of come up with some notes and conversation <sighs> stuff, but uh, that's the only one that I knew well enough. Um, so I didn't listen to that one. All I'm going to say is that the only record that I listened to when I saw the final four was the one that ended up winning. Uh, and so between the other wow. three, I really needed to. So I gambled and, uh, and it worked out. For 2022 March Badness, Vanilla Ice, hard to swallow, lost to Ted Nugent. Shut up and jam. Shut Ted Nugent, the Nuge, man. He's our, he's our grand champion. I'm doing full-time fun. I, I had this uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness thing going on, but it's just not life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It's gonzo life. Liberty and pursuit of Gonzo happiness. So I'm so proud. When that was announced, all I could all I could say is that that uh, of those four already, Gene Simmons' asshole is the Hotel California uh, of the group. <laughs> That's the great, Led Zeppelin two. That's an apt the, uh, however you want to say it. Yeah, that is In the comparison. U2 Octung baby of the final flow of those four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it really is. Oh man. I, uh, yeah, when I, when I was getting down there, I wasn't looking forward to, to any of those. I was, like, I was like, please let it be Gene Simmons' asshole. <laughs> you don't often say that. Yeah, let it be Gene Simmons' asshole. Oh, my God. All day. All, All day, of, We've had a lot of fun with that. I think uh, the listeners are probably getting sick of it, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I would pick Gene Simmons' asshole. <laughs> yeah, we've already used that one, see? And the weird thing is that ever since this thing ended, there's been like three or four records, and I'm like, how did we not pick that? I got, I already got like half of, uh, half of uh, a bracket ready for next year, so... Uh, and all, and speaking okay. of which, Ted Nugent's releasing an album next month, so that's already an early contender. Well, he could be the I, first back to back. Truth, logic, and common sense. Well, well <laughs> I won't be. I won't be adding him to the list. I can tell you that much. I'm good with one. I'm a one and done kind of Ted Nugent guy. <laughs> There's a lot of shit show in Ted's my, catalog, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think I think I think the world is. We're good with one Ted Nugent album, one Peter Chris album, one Ted Nugent album. We can move on. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I like to leave it up to the voters. Uh, we're, we're only nominees or nominators, not nominees. Yeah. I, I can tell you when it was down to the final two, though, I was getting pretty pissed at you for even even putting Vanilla Ice into there. I mean, I listened to that album, just so you know, I listened to that mm-hmm. album, and then I actually went back to, I think, to the extreme, where his actual rap album. And I was like, wow, this is so enjoyable in comparison. Nice. And they're both terrible. It was so just announced that, uh, that Vanilla Ice is going to be playing that uh, place we saw Gene Simmons at here in St. Paul. Oh, really? Yeah, with him it will be uh, Rob Bass, Tone Loke, Young MC, and somebody else. So, all right, told you that's a lineup right there, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I guarantee I'm going to be there. So, uh, and I'm going to be screaming for him to hit the the hits off a of sw- hard to swallow, man. Don't fucking ignore your history, bitch. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's salt, salt and pepper. No salt and pepper on that one, huh? No, all and men, uh, all guys and no. Uh, oh, you know, fun thing is, uh, I don't know the last time I would have heard the song, but it came up somehow, and it turns out, much to the chagrin of my wife, I still know probably ninety percent of the lyrics to "Shoop." 
and uh, I just was busting busting my flow. It was tight. And she was leaving the room, and I was following her and chasing her throughout the house. You know, let me get back on the subject. Pats on the set. Make it get hot. Make it work up a sweat. Wait, my set. Do you believe my darling? Not falling in love, but I'm falling for you. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, you're just like her. Uh, now, the weird thing is that she thought I was making it up because she doesn't know the song. And mm-hmm. she's like, you mentioned Pep twice in there. And she was thinking I was referring to my cat, Pepper. We call him Pep Pep. Uh, mm. I was like, well, no, it's Salt and Peppa. It's Pep talking about Pep. It's a third-person yeah. reference. Get, get your lips wet, cause it's time to have Pep. Ah, yes. I, 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 I can tell you that uh, that's a perfect example of a song you should do. Karaoke, to go with your theme <laughs> of, of the icebreaker, that's how you dominate karaoke. You don't take yeah. it too serious, like these serious bowlers. No, no. Great episode, by the way. Thanks oh, I'm glad you liked it, yeah. Another g- good plus one. Thank you, Brian Davis, for coming on to that. By the way, he's a big fan of the uh, whole March Badness, too. Got a lot of great feedback. Maybe this is a good way to segue into some of the yeah. comments we had along the way. So, please. A little scattershot, but I'll do my best here. Okay, so hey, this is going back to round one when Hollyweird was uh, basically taking it to ACDC, man. Uh, I, I, love that I look back at my comment like, hey, everybody, I typed the wrong ACDC title. Uh, <laughs> but Joe, Joey Haney came in with Ball Breaker is easily ACDC's worst album, but Hollyweird is still way worse and uh, a guy named Andrew Tonkin who was actually a very heavy contributor comment wise throughout this whole thing um, just basically chimed in I really like Poison but this garbage album is just unlistenable so those guys both sound like they they voted for Poison but almost everybody did Mm mm-hmm all right, now uh, another one uh, kind of early on where Pink Floyd, the final cut, was going up against Nickelback, Silver Side Up, a little closer than that Poison matchup. But again, Andrew Tonkin, Pink Floyd, most boring band on the planet. Joey Haney again came in. He he uh, he took some uh, umbrage with uh, the matchup in your region. Uh, David Lee Roth against ZZ Top, was that the, f- the first round there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and perfect, he was like, uh, matchup. he just said, neither, you're all drunk. So uh, apparently he had a hard time voting on that one. Um, a lot of lot of comments of people going, "What the hell, Octung baby?" <laughs> I don't know. Todd, Todd Cunningham uh, bought Jackal at Walmart for five bucks and still paid too much. He said. We mentioned it in one of the shows, but uh, Randy Brown several times made very strong pleas for that Melvin's Pincus. He really wanted that to go all the way. Uh, uh, Pinkus abortion clinic. It, yeah. <laughs> Doctor? Uh, what's that? What was that? Pinkus? Is that what it is? Yeah, Pinkus abortion? abortion technician, I believe. Yes. Technician. Uh, I've, got the, I've got it fucking wrong. locked down at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, Ted Nugent went up against Tommy Lee Andrew and Rich Love commented it turned out to be correct he said whoever wins this battle will run away with the rest of the tournament bingo mm-hmm. um, by the way you know how you get me to not see corrosion conformity in concert pair them with the melvins and ministry <laughs> Done. they are safe from me buying a ticket currently on tour oh really i haven't seen that come to my eye but i would love that uh-huh. uh, okay. uh, i'm a melvins fan though okay well and the last one I'm going to just kind of get into right now, at several points throughout the, the tournament as voting was going on, and Gorky Park kept getting just a little bit further each time. Yes. Uh, Matt Ashcraft, uh, a friend of the show, he's, he's definitely someone who uh, routinely you know joins in on conversations on the 
on the uh, Cobras on Fire group, he he really took took some issue with the fact that he's like, that's a great album. You, you, he didn't like that we were uh, shitting on that. So he, he threw up his defense for that anyway. But uh, uh, there was all sorts of comments all the way through. And we really appreciate everybody for, for not only commenting, but uh, on Twitter, people were retweeting and stuff like that. Courtney Cronin Dold and uh, Christy and Eagle, probably the only two females involved in this whole thing. Oh, I'm, I'm probably forgetting Kristen Schembeck. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's three women showing up at the Sausage Fest. and uh, Amazing. <laughs> that's at least two more than last year. Yeah. Uh, so, no, but uh, seriously, everybody who, who engaged in all this stuff, uh, we appreciate it. And even more so, I really like the people that turned in brackets. Is it okay if I shift into that and kind of break down, uh, first off, let's, how, how you, myself, uh, Chris and Aaron did? You want to hear the, the rundown there? Yeah, I'm curious to know how this goes because we should, we should mention... Uh, who's the person that put the Ted Nugent in there? Uh, the Snizneck? Yeah, the Snizneck. Yes, he's two years back. in a row. Talk he's about very, back he's to very back. proud. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Back to back picks. And I, but he himself, if I remember his bracket correctly, did not have the confidence in Ted going all the way. We'll get into that right there. Yeah, he's definitely yes. a thumb on the scale kind of guy. If there's any rigging going on, you know it's involving him. But mm-hmm. well, let me get. Let me ask you this: Out of the four of us, who do you think actually uh, scored the highest? Um. If Chris actually picked Ted, then maybe he would put him at least in the final four, and that might make him win. Uh, I just know that wasn't his final pick. Well, if this helps you out, two of us had him making it to the final four. Really? Um, only two of us had two artists in the final four. Does that? Do you, do you want to make any predictions based on that? Or do you want to just give me a quick, who do you think, go one, two, one, two three, four, best to worst out of the four of us? Give sure. Me. I'll say Chris, you, Aaron, and myself. Okay. Uh, you know, that's very modest. Uh, it's damn near backwards, though. You had the best of uh, all four of us with 24 points. Um, you also had the Nuge in the final four, as well as Gene Simmons' asshole. Um, Interesting. But your other two okay. were uh, um, Guns N' Roses and uh, Generation Swine. See, those two clouded my memory. Those are the, those are the two I really cared about. So I was right behind you with 22 points, uh, with, and I had the same two, Asshole and Nuge. Um, but I had Chinese democracy going up against uh, asshole in in the final there, with okay. with Chinese winning. Uh, Camaro, um, oh, I'm sorry, Chris comes in uh, third with uh, 18 total points. Uh, he had Gene Simmons in the final four, but nobody else. And uh, Camaro only had Gene Simmons making it to the final four as well. He ended up with 15 total points. I uh, will tell you this: compared to the user brackets, none of us did any. You were right about the middle of the road. I was, you know, with 22 points behind you, I was basically in the lower half. Uh, the, the the four of us, not very impressive with any of our brackets, but that a little little fun there anyway. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, for what it's worth, we weren't part of the competition for the T-shirt. So let's get to the actual winner, uh, the winning bracket here. I'm actually going to give props to second and third place first. Uh, even though there's no prize other than being mentioned on the show, that's worth something, I think. Uh, Sure. um, So coming in third with 28 total points was Matt Ashcraft. I'm so proud. Now, he had three of the final four, though. He had Holly Weird, Asshole, and Hard to Swallow. Wow, yeah, that's actually he, pretty impressive. It really is. Uh, he was really he was neck and neck with the winner um, until things progressed because uh, he, he did get it hard to swallow into the final. But he had Tommy Lee Andro as his fourth pick, and that was getting into the final. So that's probably kind of what hurt him. 
In second place, uh, another regular, uh, Keith Rockford uh, with 32 points. I'm so proud. Now, his was a pretty impressive bracket, too. He had... Um, a lot of points early on because he only had, well, he had two of the final four, Gene Simmons and Ted Nugent. Um, and then he had uh, Nuge, though, losing to Freely's Comet second sighting, and that's probably what killed him. But he, I mean, he has the, a very populist bracket. He didn't, he, the final four hurt him, but he was making up more points in the earlier rounds, if that makes sense. Gotcha. All right, so uh, let's get to it. Let's uh, announce our champion of the bracket challenge. The winner of this, of course, gets a choice of a T-shirt from the Cobras and Fire Red Bubble Show and someone I'll be reaching out to soon. And that is close personal friend of the show, conveniently. Uh, so people, you know people are going to get plenty of the fixes in. No doubt about it, 38 points. Let's give it up for... Kevin Williams, a host of the In Obscuria podcast. Whoa! Nice! Now, Kevin. Kevin Williams, maker of a beautiful bracket as well, as far as how it looked. Kevin was the only one out of everybody that turned into bracket that picked the champion. He had Ted Nugent winning it all. Now, the weird thing is that, like, he had the win by two points without the final. You know what I mean? He Like, he didn't need to, to win it. He, he'd already kind of solidified it at that point. But much much like uh, Keith Rockford, he had dominated pretty much all the way through where most of us were getting, you know, our picks picked off and all that good stuff. So, yeah, Kevin, I'll be uh, I'll be in touch. Uh, we'll, we'll get this sorted out and we'll get yourself the, the prize there, buddy. Um, now, I would like to say to anybody listening, I scored these myself. And it takes a while, and math errors happen. So, if by chance you believe I made an error, it will not cost Kevin his shirt. But if for some reason I made a mistake and, and somebody scored higher than that, uh, I will also give you a shirt, too, as well. We'll, we'll figure it out. So, the, the, uh, chalk it up to human error, but you know what? It wasn't that close, so I'd, I'd have to make a couple big mistakes. But they happen. So, there you go. Thank you, Kevin Williams, and thank you for everybody for turning in brackets. We'll be back next year. Sinzak's already committed. We haven't really uh, locked down Camaro, but uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure we can sweeten the pot and to make sure he's back. Congrats, Kevin. So we're glad people are enjoying this and getting the spirit of it. I think that what made probably what made this year a little more fun. Not as many close matchups. Hopefully we can uh, do something about that next year. But the idea that I think people understood it a little more this year and now that we've done it a, a couple years in a row. Uh, but boy, what a, what a lot of fun. And uh, thank you again for everybody that, that chimed in. This is your reward. <laughs> Truth, logic, and common sense. And I think some comment, though, also was... Thank God we can put Ted Nugent's terrible politics aside and just focus on one thing, and that's how terrible this album is. I will, or maybe I will, not. I will uh, point that out that um, in you know because you know Ted has basically made his political views almost an impossible talking point to avoid with him. I mean, he just <laughs> yes. he has his you know it, it, he has made it difficult to focus on anything but that uh, rather recently, but. For reviewing this record, um, now, I've never been a big Ted Nugent fan to begin with, so that bias is really hard to get rid of. But I tried to put myself in the mindset of what did I think of Ted Nugent, say, in 1990 and kind of set aside the whole Fox News and his, you know, uh, where he's at politically right now and focus just on, on this record. Now, there's a couple things lyrically that he does that makes that a little unavoidable, but for the most part, I'm like, I'm going to be as fair as I possibly can with this thing because... You know what? This is what people picked. Uh, and, you know, we're not a political show, so we don't need to get into that stuff. Uh, but maybe we will. Well, I said there's a couple points where it's a little difficult to just ignore the uh, uh, yeah. 
unwashed underwear in the room. But boiler alert, let's get into this. Shut up and jam. Shut up and jam. I saw a couple different things. There's very little information on Wikipedia on this specific record, but I saw uh, um, a record review mention this as Ted's 17th studio album. Wikipedia calls it his 14th. I don't care enough to dig deep. Do you happen to know if one of those is right? It's either 14 or 17 based on my research. <laughs> I'm going with one of those two. <laughs> so we got the same thing there. Yep. All right. Released on July 8th, 2014. Uh, comes in on a nice, uh, a little long, but uh, you, you consider one song's on here twice and you can just skip the second time. Uh, 46 minutes and 58 seconds, uh, of course, on Frontier Records. It, it, it was his first record since 2009, the Motor City Mayhem album, which I'm also unfamiliar with and actually has uh, some familiar faces as guest appearances this is the last album that mick brown played on uh let's see it's had Derek st holmes brown yeah wild, wild mick brown uh, from doc and drummer and i never uh, knew it i never knew this guy was a freelancer i thought he was specifically all docking oh no i knew I, I i thought he played longer than 2014 with him and, he, and he, maybe he did they just didn't record uh, but Derek St. Holmes uh, from the original Ted Nugent lineup makes an appearance. And, of course, our own Red Rocker uh, decides that he wants to be part of this cesspool. So uh, that one's for Wadley. I, I think that's we know which track Wadley liked on this. Hey, look at it. It all worked out for Wadley anyway. Sammy Hager is still on the album. Hey, Sammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, before we go into more about the album, can we just talk about uh, our background with Ted Nugent a little bit? Sure, because and, and just for the record, unless you got something, I don't have any more about the record. <laughs> okay, good. As a matter of fact, also, well, hold on. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You're done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's get yeah. into your. Let's hear your Ted Nugent story. Well, no, no, just in I general, know, like your personal history. Yeah, yeah. I guess that. Eh, just a little bit, like like I've always liked Stranglehold, Cat Scratch Fever, good song. I don't see how you can deny that that's at least a catchy ass riff and everything sure. like that. I think it's badass. Uh, besides that. Pretty much it. I thought in doing the research that I owned, I owned Double Live Gonzo. Turns out I did not. I owned, because the man has two albums with Gonzos <laughs> in the title. Oh, you have great Gonzos? The, the, I have the great ga- Gonzos, the greatest hits that has, I think, the live version of Stranglehold on it or something like that. But that came out in 81. And then uh, Double Live Gonzo came out in 78. I also did not realize until researching for this album that it, another thing is too is what a weird solo artist the guy that says constantly has uh different lead singers he's got Derek St. Holmes on like some of the classic stuff but then his biggest single he actually is actually Ted Nugent singing what do you, you consider know, like his I, biggest single I cat cat scratch fever oh yeah sure song. enough yeah yep but that's actually him but yeah. that's Derek St. Holmes and all the other stuff but then here's what I didn't know is that the album free for all his second one has meatloaf 
is lead singer on half of the album, and Derek St. Holmes another half. I don't think I was aware of that either. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Mark Cicchini was trying to explain that to me one time, but I, oh, I, I, was, was, just, I was just fixated because he had a piece, of, a piece of spinach stuck in his teeth the whole time. I make a lot of mistakes. Well, going it? No? <laughs> I'm just joking. That guy didn't eat any vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. The vegetable tray is still sitting there from the party. Yeah, 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 you know, the dip's gone, but there's plenty of carrots left. The fact that the man has two albums that have Gonzo's. What other, what other besides Ted Nugent? Do you, I know Gonzo from the Muppet Show and Ted Nugent. That's the, what else? What other times do you actually say the word Gonzo's? What well, Gonzo, I mean, uh, Gonzo's? what's his name? Uh, Hunter S. Thompson called himself a Gonzo journalism. You're right. You're right. Okay, there's another u- usage of it, but uh, underused, I think. Gonzo. Yeah, we need more Gonzo. Uh, he, he does he really deliver on this record? We'll have to see. So, mm-hmm. as far as me, um, all I can say is, uh, like I said, I've never been a big fan. I think Chuck Klosterman uh, hit, hit it home in uh, Fargo Rock City, where he it, it was just too real. It was like we were at the same keg party when he was describing what it's like to have. You know, the Ted Nugent fan at the party. And just, I don't know, <laughs> look, the, the guy's a great guitar player. There's definitely some classic jams that I like. I can go a little deeper than the two that you mentioned, but not a lot. And I always I always wanted to know, <laughs> at what point did Tommy Shaw and uh, what's the Night Ranger guy, uh, Jack Blades, uh, say to themselves, you know what we need? We need some fucking nuge. It still doesn't make that sense. It's not like it's not like damn Yankees have all these ripping solos throughout the entire album either, right? It makes more sense if it was like a reality TV show where they're trying to put together like you know this this mishmash like they did with the uh, that whole uh, rock star show. Uh, what was it? Supergroup is what they called it. Uh, but, Supergroup. Uh, yeah, we're, by the way, we're, we're couple- Ted, Ted, Ted uh, by the way, cured uh, alcoholism uh, for uh, Sebastian Bach during that episode or during it yes. during, I don't know, leading up to a commercial and slightly after it, they were done. Yeah, he considers himself the reverse Jesus. He turned his his wine into water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, and then the other thing is, is that, I, that basically like Uncle Ted that name is right because I always uh, imagine Ted Nugent is that uncle that's it, like like your relative. It's that one relative that has so much confidence but very little brain, mm-hmm. but you can't stop the argument. Like he'll come in and you know he's going to talk some crazy shit, but at the same time you kind of like back off. You really don't want need to, to deal with him. That's the kind of guy that I think Ted Nugent is in the family. Absolutely, I've always been annoyed by that as like a, as a term of endearment, Uncle Ted. And I know like uh, those coin guys, they always say Uncle Gene in a similar way. And it's it's just to me very. It should be more the way you're talking. Like we're referring to him because he's a batshit idiot that drives everybody fucking crazy. And he's yes. all you know. It, but no, it's just like ah, oh, gotta give it up for Uncle Ted. Yeah, if it's you're right. a fucking idiot, you know, whatever. Right, right. That, 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 that's it. We can go to the album. Do we Let's have get to? Shit show on the road. <laughs> uh, before we do that, I do have some Amazon reviews I thought we'd be fun to get into. This record wasn't widely reviewed, as I was hoping. Like I couldn't find like a Rolling Stone or Spin magazine reviewed. But I'm gonna give Ted some props here. This thing was largely met with a positive re, uh, overall reaction. All the reviews that I found for the most part by uh, music scenes or music sites had a largely favorable reception to this. I mean, they didn't say it was the greatest album ever, but they didn't pan it. Um, and Amazon, very similar. It averaged 4.4 out of 5 was the average score. 
total number of views? That was, uh, oh, written? Like 170. Okay. That means there's also a, a decent amount of negative ones here. But I'm not just going to focus on the negative ones. I'm going to give Ted just a little bit, a bit of a break here. Uh, but the first one, no. It's uh, This one gets two stars. This is, uh, ben List- this is from a guy who goes by the name of, I don't know, James Craw, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing right. Been listening to Uncle Ted since back in the day when we would wire two pioneer receivers together for the loudest basement keg parties. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works, but uh, this is back when uh, Ted's self-titled album was new. Uh, there was a time when Ted was serious about music and absolutely leading the pack. For me, that time ended with Scream Dream record. That's going back to the 70s, right? Uh, anyway, sure. that's Ted I remember. I miss your real music, Ted. I really do. Two stars. Yeah, my, my fame ended with, if you can't lick them, lick them. <laughs> All right. Uh, a five-star review from James R. Poussant. A verified purchase, too, by the way. I thought this was one of Nugent's best because all the songs were thought out well. <laughs> the track Never Stop Believing is a song I never thought it would come out of Uncle Ted. There you nope. go. But it's uh, nope. me, too, uh, James. Uh, but it's the yeah. best song in the record. Another five star from a, a woman, Evelyn Edgit. Evelyn sounds old, like she might be Ted's babysitter. Uh, we love Uncle Ted at our house, and once again, he has given the world a musical treat with this album. So that's a, that seems a bit biased. All right, Big Dude comes in with only four out of five stars. Some good cuts, but not Ted's best. Ted fans will like it. I just wish he had put more time into this one. Moving on to a uh, guy goes by Gonzo Griffin. Uh, how many stars do you think Gonzo Griffin gave him? Uh? <laughs> That's a five star. You, 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 if your pen name is Gonzo, you're going all the way to five. Yeah, it uh, it opens up with, it's Ted fucking Nugent. Ted is the man, always underrated, <laughs> underappreciated, and the master of more than just one instrument of death. Ted rules, run for president, Ted. All right, uh, moving on to a less than positive one. This guy just goes by Killer, and he... <laughs> I like this one because it's short and sweet. Not that good, just telling the truth. <laughs> I love it. A couple more here. A guy, uh, WJK62. Uh, sounds like an old man. Um, he just says, it's okay. Three stars. <laughs> and I'll wrap up with, uh, um, it just goes by Amazon co- uh, customer. Um, he The headline is, worst CD ever. <laughs> And then he goes on and says, This CD is horrible. Amazon made me give it one star, but it really should be zero stars. Would not refer this CD to anyone. So thank you, Amazon user, for that. But uh, like I said, you know, I, I cherry-picked the, the ones I was going to read, obviously. But yeah, 4 out of 4. 4.4 out of 5 was the average yes. rating. So Yes. Also, when you have a verified purchase on Amazon for this <laughs> album, you also are verified to be unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's complaining about how you're using your WIC money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a person uses uses unemployment money to buy Ted Nugent. Let's get into this album, man. What do you say? Let's do it, man. All right. Yeah. Ted Nugent, Shut Up and Jam. It opens up with Shut Up and Jam. The title, I should mention, you know I'm a big fan of punctuation. Shut Up and Jam, by the way, no spaces with this title. All caps, shut up, one word, and connected to it. The and ampersand jam. Just saying, terrible punctuation and spacing. <laughs> uh, it's it's it to me. It's uh, perfect. It's exactly what you would expect from Ted. You know, um, okay. and I'll tell you this: if you just saw the 
album title and the album cover, I think the song sounds, you've already heard the song. This was the least surprising opening track from a Ted Nugent album with that album cover and that title, Shut Up and Jam. I was like, this is exactly the song I thought I'd hear. What did you think? I thought that he didn't do with it what the actual title was, was to ever shut the fuck up and just jam. Because there's, even <laughs> during when he's soloing, he's saying the chorus on top of it. He never stops. Uh, and by the way, missed opportunity for, for both the album title and and the opening track. Can I tell you what the working title was for this? Yeah, of course. How is this not the name of one of his albums at some point? You ready? Yeah. Here it goes. Nuge Spooge. Yes? <laughs> if you can't lick him, spooge him. Yeah. Come on. Nuge Spooge? How, come on. For, for the man that but that is, is used Wang... In, in multiple. By the way, he did come out in the uh, '80s with another out, another song called Wang, <laughs> "Wang Dang Doodle." <laughs> so you know, a lot of Wang. We, we, we we've encouraged the the Nuge to have more Wang. Now, if he called it Nude Spooge, would he spell Spooge wrong? Would he go S P U G E? So it's kind of one like, word, all caps. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yes. I had the exact same note. Ted doesn't take his own advice, uh, basically. This is kind of a weird thing, especially like when we, we think of like where he's been the last four years, right? This song is literally kind of an apolitical message, like no one cares. Left, right. He literally says, left or right, it all fucking pisses me off. He is definitely not there. T- today, he, he goes, no, it's right is right, and basically anybody that disagrees with that or me is wrong, needs to leave the country, and then we'll build a wall between you and me. That's kind of where he's at now. So this is a little little tough to take. You know, it's like you almost wonder, like, what happened? Did did he get, like, you know, kind of, like, sucked in by the whole, you know, QAnon, far-right kind of thing? Is, is that what – was Ted actually a decent guy in 2014? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> because I think this is, this is also uh, – uh, Possibly when he put out his his cooking cooking book, uh, kill it and grill it. I, I really don't have the issue when it comes to kind of his extreme hunting uh, kind of ideas and stuff like that. I, I I think that's an area that maybe Ted actually shows some responsibility and and some some knowledge that could be helpful to somebody that wanted to get into that area. And kill it and grill it. Hey, it, it rhymes. Zero problem with that. Uh, Ted is a hunter. All that good stuff. I, I actually more on his side, probably because I was raised in an, in an area where, where hunting was pretty regular and stuff of that nature. He's a character, and that's kind of the Ted Nugent that I can I can live with. You know what I mean? Uh, the other stuff, a little extreme, and it's weird that he wrote this song. What about crank me, yank me? I love all of his ti- song titles. They're almost the same rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, go, he, you talk about a guy who goes back to the well. We like to go back to the well. He likes to get in there, swim around, bathe in it. But but no, this song is just like it's it it kind of sets up exactly what you're going to get, which is uh, and by the way, when you have jam in the fucking title, you best be wailing on your guitar, or come up with some riffs or something like that. And by, and this song is two minutes and like 54 seconds. And it seems much longer. That's my, that's my review of it. Just, and his voice, by the way, will c- continue to be sound somehow between somewhere between Sam Kinison with, and like the guy from Nashville pussy, whoever the lead singer is. It's a, his, his vocals are b- rough on this entire huh. album. I, I don't I don't agree with you on that. I I, mm. I think um I think as a vocalist he's 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 not an elite level guy, but I think they sound for the most part decent on this record. I think his guitar playing, you know, I was actually really impressed listening to it, uh, because 
his songs and, and songwriting don't really do much for me. But that motherfucker can play. At least, you know, when he recorded this, uh, I, I give his playing on the whole album a 10 out of 10, out of, to be honest with you. Wow. Okay. It didn't do much for me. Uh, like, like It's uh, really not my cup of tea. I, I'm not more connected to it. But I was just like, I don't know what I was expecting because I never thought he couldn't play. You know, right. that was never any issue I had with him. But I was like, God, you know, there's some fucking pretty tasty shit on here, man. Right. And the enough. opening song is a great one if you want to hear all that. But yeah, he definitely needs to shut up and jam a little more. Uh, the, the second track, uh, the title is, of course, uh, uh, basically a quote from one of his favorite presidents, FDR, uh, yeah. noted noted far right politician, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Fear itself. Um, I'll tell you, the opening of the song, if you haven't heard it, is very reminiscent of a song from Badlands off their uh, Voodoo Highway record called Whiskey Dust. amazing track that I, I really dig and uh, other than that the song really doesn't live up to it uh, I did think like that that very first line that he sings on this uh, uh, I get up everywhere with a smile on my face happy to be alive back in the race I honestly that delivery and the way he sounds very stonesy Listen to the opening of this song again. You're going to hear a little Mick Jagger, baby. Uh, this song probably has the best riff on the album. Yeah. I, it, but but with with all these songs, the the whole, whole point is I don't think that Ted Nugent has ever learned how to actually write a song. <laughs> like like with with the elements that include uh, you know melody, a structure, something that builds up to something, and uh, however you want to think about it. Like as far as songwriting goes, it's basically just. Throwing some shit down, three minutes maybe. Uh, he he starts with the hook in a lot of these songs, but the hook is not actually a hook. <laughs> it's just like the, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not like uh, uh, I want to hold your hand or something like that, or anything even close to being memorable. Like I can't sing any of these choruses. Can you? Trample of the week. <laughs> Hurdle the Don't dead. Ruin it. Don't ruin it. We're not on shuffle, man. You're ruining the flow. Yeah, of the I know. Album. Well, you ask if I can do that. I pulled that one. Well, you shut up and jam. Shut up and jam. I got a different take, very similar to yours, as far as overall like synopsis. Yeah, but, please. Uh, uh, Ted Nugent has has clearly learned and adapted. The Beyonce rhyming system, as I like to call it, a term I came <laughs> oh, up with, good point. where where, where you find out that like a word actually rhymes with itself if you just repeat it. You know, like the Beyonce version, we put a ring on it, put a ring on it, put a put a ring on it. You know, sure. So, so he opened up two songs in. He's got shut up and jam. He says that literally like fifteen times in a row at the end. And this song yeah. is, you know, I got nothing to fear but fear itself. I got nothing to fear but fear itself. And we're gonna see that trend carry on throughout the rest of this turn uh so uh it uh it doesn't really get a whole lot better for me there are some peaks in the album but this ain't one of them this uh i just love the irony that he's fucking using an fdr fucking quote uh and meanwhile telling people who want something like a new deal 
to get the fuck out of his country, you fucking freeloading socialist. Uh, but and again, Ted makes it hard to avoid his politics, even when you go back and try, try to it uh, with an eight-year-old record. Also kind of surprised that this is eight years old, because I did, I did leave out a review from a writer from a website called Snark at the Moon, a guy who goes by Jason Bakken. He had a one-sentence review, and it was, shut up and don't jam. Now, I've used that joke <laughs> a few times. Uh, <laughs> did you actually review this back then? Well, it was that, though. Oh, that shut was up! It. Shut okay. up and don't. It was. Okay. It was. I, I had a handful of articles. Uh, like I did uh, one that was like, uh, "Does uh, Kim Kardashian deserve a star on the Walk of Fame?" And then when you, you go to the article, it just says no. <laughs> <laughs> clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, a clickbait that should put a smile on your face, though. Yes. Um, this song, I could just say, I, I I preferred the second track off of his uh, previous album, Full Blunt Old Nugety. <laughs> I want to go back to the, the lyrics just real quick, because the, the last, I don't know, I think 18 lines are, I got nothing to fear but fear itself. I got nothing to fear but fear itself. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Don't even pause to rinse. Just repeat. Just nope. repeat. So It's not a chorus. It is technically a chorus. Well, yeah. I, guess. I mean, you know. Yeah. I well, you know, <laughs> I keep wanting to segue into uh, uh, other people I hate, uh, but we're gonna fo- keep the focus on uh, Ted today. The, the uh, best vocals on the album on "Everything Matters" by Derek St. Holmes and completely <laughs> forgettable at the same time. And Derek St. Holmes, what I mean by the best vocals on the album is it's not Ted Nugent, and at the same time, it does not sound like Derek St. Holmes at all from the that that. Did you get like a different version to me? I'm like, this is. I, I was like. Derek sounds great. He sounds like himself. Everything matters if you think it matters, no matter what anybody tells you. We get in the race with the wind on our face. We keep it the pace. It's what we do. Uh-huh. So when you come home, there's a feeling alone. When everything comes to tumbling down. Tonight is the night going to be all right because you got your baby on. Even the underlying riff, uh, by the way, I agree this is a forgettable, boring song. It's not up yeah. there with one of my favorite Ted Nugent songs, but that riff that's underneath the the verse lines very much has a, a Hey Baby kind of vibe to the riff. Um, as far as the melody, I thought it was, uh, at certain points, especially in the second verse, kind of reminded me of a song from Foghat called, I think, like, She's My Baby, I think it's called. Mm. Nope. My baby, but your baby, to my baby. She's on mine, something like that. Anyway, I, I, I just, uh, I, I think well, what happened is that you were you listened to this going, well, Ted Nugent's old, so he has to sound different, and then Derek St. Holmes is old, so he has to sound different, and you use that whole confirmation bias thing that I like to pigeonhole you with, hmm. uh, which is my own version of confirmation bias. Kind of odd that we can even uh, wrap our heads around all that, but no, I thought Derek St. Holmes sounded great in this. I'm done. I have nothing to say about this. Every- I have nothing to say about everything matters. I, I really don't. I already said everything I have to say. We might as well get to the Red Rocker coming on here. Please. Well, she's yeah, gone like now. To, yeah. Oh. No, I'd like to get to the next song, which has to do with, with basically uh, that uh, both either Ted or the Red Rocker 
when girls leave them, they turn into hookers on the street. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sammy. Yeah. Anybody seen my baby? I saw her. Ted, that girl's working the streets. Have you seen my girl? Yeah, Ted, she's a fucking whore. <laughs> That's stars. And then, and then he says, then Ted uh, asks. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Ted asks also an unanswered question. Which I'm waiting for still, which is, do you have a last known address? You get a last known address. Say bye bye. What I love about this song is the title says it all. Because that's the only fucking lyrics in this song for three minutes. She's gone. You know, when you're asked to guess. Well, to you guess, know what rhymes with gone? Gone. Yes, it does. Yes. Self rhyming. Uh, thank you. Gone, 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 gone. I think there are, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, yeah. I was going to count, but I realized I did not need to hear the song again because I got it all in the first listen. There wasn't anything mm-hmm. to to really you know carve off and find different different. And parts Sammy of the song. sounded like shit. God, he sounded, I thought he sounded fine. No, of it's course whatever. he did. I'm just like, but but you already had, again confirmation bias. I know Sammy's old, but he always sounds good, so it's gonna be good. <laughs> But yeah, it's it, uh, but the only it, it's she's gone for three minutes. Uh, it, no additional lyrics. Like like if I'm Sammy, I'm like maybe I can throw something else into the song besides just she's gone. Nope, he was paid to say she's gone, and that's all mm. he's gonna do. Except for Ted also throws this in in there, which I always like in my songs when somebody throws in an ad lib goes flew the coop. What do you think? Does this song have the word gone in it more times, or does the word big uh, fuck appear in big dumb sex? By Soundgarden more times. You know what? I think it's gone. I think gone. I do too, actually. I yeah, think the, yeah. the official count on Big Dub Six is 34, and I think you get that before Sammy talks about his wife being a hooker or his, his lady being a hooker. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, the next song, Never Stop Believing. What do you got here? Do you know what the, the actual full title what it was? Um, yeah, no, I of course not. This is your area. What would you come up yes, with? It's, it's uh, Never Stop Believing That All Men Are Not Created Equal. Yes, <laughs> grill him and kill him is, I think, uh, uh, how he thinks of all men. Yes. Um, the opening lyric, though, this very much reminds me of. Uh, I, I, I have to go back and listen to it, but there's a song on Peter Chris Cat One. Um, the quality of the lyrics and the delivery of the melody, where he's like, "There was a time when I didn't care. Nothing mattered to me. I swear." Mm-hmm. And that is definitely Peter Chris level. Rhyming, not that that's that's not Beyonce, sure. But uh, I dig that, yeah. And much like you, when when he when he mentions Martin Luther King, and I got a dream like Martin Luther King. did he yeah. just fucking say Martin Luther King? Can I give you another quote from him? Yeah, is this from the okay. song or from Martin Luther King or from Ted? This is from Ted. Okay. Uh, you know, with with the song, uh, if I may. So it's a lyric. A, you're 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 not. No, it's, you're, not a, it's not a lyric. It's just from an interview in ni- 1990. Oh, okay. Uh, but basically, uh, when he was talking about uh, apartheid, he said it's not that cut and dry. All men are not created equal. Um, he said the black South Africans still put bones in their noses, walk around naked, and wipe their butts with their hands. But I have a dream. Yes, yes, and that's the same guy that uh, uh, pulled up uh, the, the most famous Martin Luther King quote. Now, to Ted's credit, the phrase "I have a dream" is all he can, you know, draw back to. I mean, I don't think he ever took the time to watch the whole speech, get some of I the mean, message. Who's and all to that say kind of stuff? he hasn't had a dream? That part's probably right. factual. We've all had dreams. You know what? Yeah, see, I'm okay with the blacks. 
Because I have dreams exactly. too, man. Last <laughs> last night I dreamed I was a Coke machine and Charlemagne was pulling canes out of me. <laughs> that's a good dream. I, I do have the, the, that quote I said might have even been used better for a song later on in the album. But uh, we'll, we'll go with that. I'll just well, it's not it the last now. time that he uh, uh, tries to pull black culture into into the world of the new. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, this song is, uh, you know, I'm still zero for. And many, whatever track we're on, I'm zero for, zero for five. Lyrically, it, it, well, first of all, the song is horrible. I mean, if you just, you put jibber jabber, you know, children's rhymes for lyrics, it's not any better. It's way too fucking long. And again, you know what he found out that rhymes with believing and dreaming? What's that? Believing and dreaming. So, uh, yes. again, uh, repeat, 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 repeat. All right, Yamaguchi, what do you think of the next song here? I still believe he's, he, he, he first of all, he was uh, never stopped believing. And one mm-hmm. song later, he wants you to know, I still believe. I know in those like two seconds of dead space between the songs, I was like, I wonder if he still believes. Yamaguchi, I still Believe one, two, three, four. I still believe in the American dream. I still believe you can hear me scream. You're still alive. It's on fire. I defy. It ain't no lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's done this, by the way, was the uh, hit pretty much. He built an entire album around this song. But I'm not sure if you know this about this, but this was the a single that was out years before. This was the return of Ted after he'd taken some some time off from recording. But I still believe was what Shut Up and Jam was built on. I don't know if you can feel the that that is pretty much like. The foundation. You can you can can you tell the strength of the song? <laughs> I'm sent the this far in. I'm like, I'm sensing a lack of an overall theme or any type of foundation. This is uh, this is you, pretty scattershot. No, <laughs> you take the song out, everything collapses. Okay, okay. This is the foundation. Then I will tell you this. I found one one of the lyrics a little telling that he says, "I'm addicted to liberty." Well, nowadays we all know that Ted is uh, addicted to truth, logic, and common sense. Goddamn uh, right, but. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if anybody isn't aware, there is a nightly nuge show where he goes over the, the current events <laughs> with, with the co-host. Welcome back to another nightly nuge. Ted, good evening. Uh, last night, wow, powerful stuff uh, about what's going, over, going on over in the Ukraine. like to continue that topic with you uh, today if you're up for it. Absolutely. I, I have my shirt washed. It looks like the same shirt, but I've got fresh dungarees on. I'm, I have a fresh spirit and a fresh attitude, but it maintains truth, logic, and common sense. There's about a 99 out of 100 chance you're going to hear him say truth, logic, and common sense at least once every night. I'm pretty sure that is his version of dynamite. Hmm. Uh, let me get into a couple of lyrics here. I still believe. I believe in America. I believe. I still believe. I believe in America. I believe. I still believe. I believe in America. I believe. I still believe. And here's the best part. I believe in America. I believe. I still believe in America. I believe. <laughs> I just. I believe. I just know. Fuck. I believe. I just know. Fuck. So yeah. Uh, good stuff there. Hey, did you know that uh, Ted? Uh made a guest appearance on Aqua Teen Hunker Face, where locals <laughs> believed to have seen the face of Jesus on a billboard. It turned out it was just Ted Nugent. Uh, you know, I vaguely remember that. 
Well, the next track uh, is, of course, probably the highlight of the album. The weird thing is that the the title of the song, of course, we, we, we've joked about it a ton, played a sip on the show before. Chris Sinzak, of course, responsible for us even knowing about this fucking turd. It's difficult for me. I love my barbecue. You know why, Elsie? Because that? I actually love my fucking barbecue, man. I, I mean, and I always have. I've always like every time I get a new one, I upgrade from the previous one. You know, I spent way too much money on a pellet grill last year, and I could not wait for the fucking weather here to get just slightly warm enough to roll that fucker back out and start cooking. But I got to tell you, I don't think I could even ironically write a song called I Love My Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to the song so much just from... I mean, this this thing was already legendary without without being legendary from just oh having the, uh, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, when you're not, look, when you throw out the track listing where you're like, fuck tracks one through six, I just want to hear track seven right now. Yeah, why is this seven songs deep, man? I love my barbecue, is what Americans do. <laughs> Pull up a chair, I'll get a beer for you. I love my barbecue, is what Canadians do. What's that Coke song? The I wish I could. Oh, get I like to the buy the world of Coke and yeah. Who was it? Like, I wish I could get the world. You know what? This is I'd like Ted to buy the world of Coke and keep it company. This is just unifying the world because if you notice the lyrics, it's like I love my barbecue. It's what Canadians do. I love my barbecue. God damn it! <laughs> Don't step on it. I love oh, what I can't have that joke too. Well, I'll, I'll say I do two two more. Yeah, do it. J- jump. You can jump in there. Just hold on. Just keep, carry on. What else? Well, there's more black people uh, because he, he pulls Africa in, like you mentioned. Uh, no, uh, but you know, po- Polacks. I already said Polacks. Oh, you're I'm leaving it in where it's at. Yeah. Oh, you're leaving it where the, I wish that that was my whole point was the, the build up there. Oh, okay. No, I don't think we need to build up. I think it's good the way it is. No, I mean, I mean, it's just that, I mean, I, I hear this, and I first, uh, you know, he's he's saying Germans, Africans, then he throws Polacks in there. I haven't heard Polak in like, for, <laughs> in like forever. Polish, why doesn't he say it's what the Polish do or something like that? It, it yeah. just kind of, you know, it's just, it's just kind of reminded me of, of recently when I, What about you know, the Orient? The Orientals. Oh, the Orientals. I love my barbecue. It's what the Orientals do. And the Polacks. What the fuck, man? This was going to be a song I was going to add to a playlist. Play it in the backyard up to this point. I can't have this. This is like one in a million with Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? It's in there. You're you're dropping this thing. This is not. Okay, I'm with you, but this is not on the same level of one in a million. Oh, it's just up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing the song and I'm like, I haven't heard Pollock for a while. It just reminded me of recently when I ordered a, a Polish sausage. Uh, from this guy and everything. And, and I order that. And the first thing he says is he's like, oh, Polish sausage, you must be Polish. And I'm like, why would you jump to that conclusion? I mean, I mean, what if I were to come in here and, and order a Belgian waffle? Would you assume that I'm a Belgian? Right? I mean, sure. yeah, I mean, it's, I the same, yeah it's the same thing. Like if I order German potato salad, do you think uh, all of a sudden I'm, just, I'm a German fella? What if I ordered a Cuban sandwich? automatically I'm Cuban. Why would you assume if I'm ordering a Polish sausage from you, why would you instantly go to the fact that I must be Polish? And he said, sir, for one thing, you're in a hardware store. (laughs) 
<laughs> Norm McDonald, RIP. I do want to get into a couple things he said lyrically here. So that that tofu just might kill you. Toss salad makes you weak. So I'm just, is he on some real extreme kind of like combination of the Atkins and keto as far as a diet? He just basically uh, finds something to kill, strips some of the meat out of it, throws it on fire. No seasoning, no salt, definitely no salad. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he just, I imagine Ted just basically like grabs the meat off the grill with his bare hand shoves it in his mouth. I don't think what Ted and I do are the same thing when it comes to barbecuing is all no. I'm getting at here. But by the way, do you know animals, they got rights next to my mashed potatoes, baby. <laughs> and his rutabaga. Yeah. No, I was waiting. Can he fit rutabaga into the into one of these songs? <laughs> have you ever heard well, ruta, rutabaga in any song up to this point? I have not. For a second, I had to pause. I thought it was that uh, leafy vegetable uh, that we came up in the fire fest thing. What was that? Uh, the Oh, kale. Okay. No, no, no. There was no. Uh, oh, I, I know several syllables. It, yeah, it. it's like a what, what's that salad lettuce? Arugula. Called? I know what you're talking about. Hold on, it's a uh, arugula. Oh, I might if I just type in fire fest and 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 salad, I think I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you will. Nah, who cares? Yeah, it's all right. Fancy, fancy lettuce. Arugula. I'm telling you, rutabaga has been sitting in the dictionary waiting to go into some kind of song. <laughs> all right, waiting for the day. <laughs> Yeah, and that day has apparently came in 2014, but uh, you and I were too snobbish to notice. So uh, now uh, back to the lyrics. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, the song ends with him saying, I love my barbecue. How many times in a row do you think he says, I love my barbecue at the end here? Uh, eight. I mm-hmm. think you're reading the lyrics right now. You're I am right now. I'm looking right at it. Um, uh, there doesn't seem to be any tongue in Ted's cheek when he sings this fucking thing. Nope. He probably, in his mind, though, when he drops down the Pollock term, he's like, that's going to unite us. That's going to bring <laughs> us together. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, I, I just think it was just enough like for him to, to be like, you know, we're just going to balance this out. We're yeah. take this, this is not a yeah. unity song. Just throw, throw some Pollock in there. But seriously, what's the last time you heard any? I mean, Polish jokes used to be the thing growing up. Like I, I didn't know. like to the point when I was younger in the Midwest, I didn't even know that Polish people were actually a thing. I don't think Pollock is a, is as offensive to Pollocks as you think it is. It's kind of like Canuck to Canadians. Oh sure. Uh, Knuckles are uh, the, my buddy from Jesus Chrysler. He he's Polish. And, uh, well, based on my, <laughs> with that limited scope, uh, I'm going to say I've called him a Pollock plenty of times and, uh, it, uh, has never been, uh, misinterpreted as some sort of like serious dig anyway. I think we need to be careful. We might be in Joe Rogan territory here if we keep saying this word over and over again. <laughs> We're going to get it pulled up, put on. Hey, it'd be good for us if we got that kind of publicity, right? Like, yeah. here they are saying Pollock 73 gonna, times. They're going to put a compilation of us together, and it's just this episode. Yeah, it's it's going to be song. like, well, they, they said it a lot, but they were kind of quoting Ted Nugent, so I'm not sure it counts. But, uh, yeah, we don't know. They, they didn't let it go. By the way, do you know what a Polish bride gets on her wedding night that's long and hard? <laughs> a new last name, Sniznak. Nice, yeah. I, there's a good, there's a a, a a Polak I love too. So yeah, exactly. Do you know why Polish yeah. names end with ski? Because they you f- know, I love how you like I have all these Polish jokes set up, and you're like <laughs> Polish jokes were popular back in the day, which is of course why only you have them at hand. Uh, uh, why why is it they they end with ski a lot? 
because they can't spell toboggan. Ooh, you suck. <laughs> How come so many of them are end with sniznag? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, because they can't spell toboggan. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and Chris, if this was upsetting you, you picked this fucking record. Yeah, with that was so. and you and you cited this song because you yeah. knew you knew we we're gonna go pure Pollock on this one. And you know what? We've been to uh, his house. I didn't see a fucking grill anywhere. No, nowhere. Love his barbecue. Yeah. More like loves his garage and pizza. Well, next up we have basically, which uh, honestly, to me, this is a, uh, an actual killer fucking tune, man. This is easily my favorite track on here, and not because Ted doesn't sing. It's an instrumental, but man, this fucker rips flat out. Uh, I, I've, this is probably the only song that I went back to more than the two times I listened to prep for this. I dig it, man. Uh, I, the great riff, fucking just, and when that, that first solo kicks in, it's early enough that you might not know it's an instrumental, but it's like, this is an instrumental. I can tell. Yep. I'll, I will, I have no arguments. I'll echo exactly what you said. I did not know it was going to be instrumental. Um, I thought it was just like a big buildup to the actual song. And thank God that it was. This is this is this is what he can do and do, and, and can do well, which is play the fucking guitar uh, and just riff like this. Like uh, when he does it right, he does it right. Throttle down. entire record though one one complaint i never had was his guitar playing um there's even some really cool riffs and some songs that maybe don't sound like they're complete songs when you get to the melody and the lyrics and stuff but there, there's really some some good music so I'll, <laughs> I'll give ted a little love for that um but uh he he could use some help maybe with wrapping up the singing the lyrics the melody all that good stuff but this song just proves i mean you, when you take away all this all that other stuff this guy man what a fucking player yeah, and and really, when I'm listening to this, I'm just reminded about when Ted also appeared on Seth MacFarlane's Cavalcade of Cartoon Comedy in a sketch where he kills the ghost of Christmas past and serves him to guests for dinner. I am the ghost of Christmas past. What the hell? Oh, wrong house! Wrong house! Hmm, what is this? This is great. It's ghost. I killed it myself. It's really juicy. Yeah, I'll give you some ghost jerky to take home. Oh, oh, terrific. Look forward to that. Yeah, this has been great. You're welcome. All right, next up on the record is a, a song, lyrically entitled, it just reminded me of a game called Is It Racist? You know, like I was saying earlier, when I said that the, that this album, the foundation of everything, 
is the song I Still Believe. And that's because that is when everything revs up. Like we said, you know, you got I Love My Barbecue. You got a kick-ass instrumental. <laughs> and that leads right into fucking Do-Rags and a 45, a song that I was looking forward to very much, just like I Love My Barbecue, because that song title was previewed to me by Chris Sensack. And I was like, if, they have a song, if there's an album that has I Love My Barbecue and Do-Rags and a 45, I must hear it. tell you what i think the song is about unless and i'm going to step on your theory can i tell you no you you, let me hear you man okay what you got so (laughs) the lyrics are basically uh that ted nugent uh leaves i think he's in jackson michigan okay and decides he's going to go to the city he's going to go to detroit for the weekend and what's he going to do he's going to break all his black brothers out of jail and, and that happen to all wear do rags and possibly carry a 45 wherever they go because that there's hardly any lyrics in the song but it's all about he's he's breaking them out of jail because that's where the do rags live yes well how about i read just a little bit uh Please. running like a dog on the downtown streets i ain't af- i ain't afraid of the dogs i meet Time to time will tell if you get it right. Got to get my brothers out of jail tonight. The Motor City burns. It's what we do. The dogs eat dogs. Ain't got a clue. Motown rock is loads of fun. You better be ready. Better get your gun. And then it literally is from that point on. Do rags in a 45. Got to keep my brothers alive. Just on repeat. So. I don't know what. That's the only thing I can think of. And I also say that this, this, uh, this particular song... The, what you just did, the most rhyming on the entire album, and it's a it's a yeah. it's, it's a song where you can play the whole guess the, guess the next lyric game too, and, and you and oh yeah, because you, right? and you'll get it every time. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I I have a different theory lyrically. You know, he uh, Ted takes a lot of pride for taking inner city kids hunting and saving them from uh, the life of crime that they're on their path to, were it mm. not for being able to sit in a deer stand for nine hours. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what he's that he's got to get get him out of jail. Take him fucking hunting. Okay. That's what he's talking about here. But uh, <laughs> this song is so, this is fucking horse shit. I will tell uh, you and by the way, yeah. answer the question. Is it racist? I'm not even sure if it is. I think this song is so ignorant. That he might be, be be like trying to trying to be a, a man of the people, and and doing that. But I do think that this song has created the album art, possibly, or at least a teaser, and that is Ted Nugent wearing a do rag. Get to it. Get some mm. Photoshop done. Right on. Yeah, that's actually a good call. Yeah, but uh, 
Well, the album, the show it's going to be the album but cover. But <laughs> who knew the fact? Maybe it's Do Rag and Trump forty five. Maybe it's Colt forty five. Ooh, Colt for oh, it's a Do Rag and drinking a Colt forty five. Yeah. Do Rag and a Colt forty five, even better title. <laughs> but there's no mention. Right, there's no well, mention you, of Billy D, Billy Dee Williams in the lyrics, though. In the lyrics, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's what we all think it yeah, is. Okay. Uh, it's it's a Colt forty five. All right. Well, we get into uh, Screaming Eagles. What she got here, man? This is the example of he starts the song off with kind of like I want to hold your hand. It starts with the hook. Actually, not a bad opening. This sounds like what Johnny Lawrence would come up with for like Eagle Fang or something like that. Like it just writes it, Ooh. writes it right before he starts uh, uh, practice or whatever at the dojo. And I'm going to call it. This is going to be in season four of uh, Cobra Kai <laughs> this, or five, whatever's yeah, next. I don't change it. Just gonna Eagle Fang. Just change it. That's it. I don't think eagles scream, nor do they have fangs. Those are the, I'm not a zoologist, but I think that those two things are are possibly true. Um, I don't know. Eagles scream for vengeance, especially when they're made out of metal. Good point. Um, but uh, I think <laughs> now I I researched screaming eagles, and I guess it's a a war like a, a it's it's something to do with war or a pack and World War II or something like that, like a troop. The nickname themselves the screaming. Oh, so he is actually referencing like an actual. Who okay. knows? Because there's no other lyric in this song except for pretty much screaming eagles. But what the hell? What, what did you take from it? <laughs> I thought it was kind of like um like a like a a street gang from a Broadway musical kind of kind of vibe to it. Like we're watching uh, West Side Story, or you know, or maybe yeah, in that vibe where it's kind of silly and repetitive, and you could see like a bunch of like. Finger clapping dancers kind of going back. Screaming. Screaming. Eagles. Eagles. Uh, yeah. Their rival gang comes out and they're like, you know, yelling walruses. <laughs> I think screaming eagles is is what. Well, uh, what would yeah, I mean, maybe uh, loudly, 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 loudly uh, clapping platypuses. Hmm. I think there's loudly a whole album here. clapping platypuses. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many uh at least syllables. the musical we can start our own yeah. oh we should we should actually when we're done here we should actually knuckle down and start writing the shut up and jam the musical mm, i see yes uh let me let me think of how that <laughs> plot would go but i have say I, I think maybe what the song is about is it's called screaming eagles which is what uh any eagle or any bird does if they realize they're on ted Age's ranch <laughs> you think Ted knows what the taste of the American Eagle is? Oh, He's so patriotic. God damn right he he does. fucking kills him and grills him, uh, man. Once a week. Yeah. <laughs> to his credit, he only kills bald-headed eagles. You know, on the VH1 reality television show Surviving Nugent, um, he had Tila Tequila. Remember her? 
at all? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, yes. Okay. Well, she, yeah, my, my, that goes back to MySpace days. Yeah. Well, she moved to, to Nugent's Michigan ranch in order to survive such backward activities, such as building an outhouse and skinning a boar. A little fun fact, during filming, Nugent injured himself with a chainsaw requiring 44 stitches and a leg brace. All right, well, uh, are, are we good to move on? <laughs> I told you, these are my Ted Nugent non-sequiturs. Okay, uh, just making sure. Well, the next song to me is actually the only one that uh, kind of lyrically to me should be offensive. This is just flat out military pandering from a self-admitted giraffe dodger. And uh, you know what, man? Uh, look, he can say what he wants to say and do what he wants to say. But to me, I think the, the silver lining here is this song is so horrible because it probably would bother me a little bit. Because there's some kind of bad, catchy songs that the military uses and to kind of like as a motivational anthem. But this one is so bad that it probably will never be used that way. Like maybe he would hope, but uh, it would probably it would it would it would bother me if this was actually something that the military leaned on uh, the, the the troops or something like that. You know, especially the Marines, of course. But the song is called Semper Fi, which is the Marine call. Um, a group of people that take what they do very serious and very personal. And the fact that somebody that, like, admittedly uh, got, went out of his way to not get into the military, that he's actually using this. And this is this is unfortunately pandering that, that is often effective. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, to me, kind of an issue. You know, I, I have members of my family, you know, my father, my uncles, my sister that have all served. And to me, this is kind of offensive. So go fuck yourself for this one, yeah, Ted. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, th- this is another one I was looking forward to from the preview from, from Chris Sinzak was he said, Semper Fi, there's nothing like a uh, an anthem uh, that means always faithful in the military uh, by a draft dodger. So if I, if I could exactly. if, I, if I could jump in here real quick, I'm not sure if you knew this, according to online research that I've done, uh, and, and with an interview in both 1977 and 1990 uh, in both the Detroit Free Press and randomly he decided to give an interview to High Times, um, Nugent claimed he deliberately failed his draft physical by eating nothing but junk food for days beforehand and then defecating and urinating in his pants. Right. Yeah, no, he, he, it's a well-known story. It's like, yeah. And I, the, the defense that people have come up with is like, well, he's just saying that for like kind of a cool story. Okay, first of all, the story's not cool. What does that tell you, man? By the way, in 2018, he changed his tune um, uh, when when talking to Joe Rogan and said he said it he said it uh, just for amusement and you know some hype, whatever like that. I'm like, uh, okay, that's the worst hype possible. And uh, (laughs) I just want to say, but then also again. uh, Remember that time when you were in school trying to impress that girl, (laughs) and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to shit my pants. Well, I wasn't able to do it, but I was like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, I, I shit my pants yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So he said, yeah. but again, in uh, like just a few years earlier, he recalled the experience of how he, he uh, avoided the draft by, by, by saying, quote, I lived inside pants caked with my own shit for a week. Caked. Yep. Cake and shit. This is the man. How is Again, that name the name of the song? How, many... how about not Supper Fi? How about how about <laughs> caked, caked shit pants? Caked in shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, but again, I, I got to tell you, how many? Okay, let he. Those who live in a glass house shouldn't throw the stones. All right, mm-hmm. let he without caked shit pants. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm getting at here, I'm trying to trying to get to it, is that like who hasn't lied about shitting their pants to get laid? Right. Exactly. Or out of the army. 
which, by the way, I love the American troops. I'm all for them. Look at the American flag behind me. And I'm not just saying that. I'm Ted shit your pants to get out of the draft. Nugent, goddammit. I think that is spot on. I'm, I'm expecting another uh, another well-edited interview with him that you have with Ted during this episode <laughs> as well. <laughs> Besides even the, the, the subject, the song has nothing to it. There's nothing to the song. No, it's horrible. It's actually just a really, really, really bad, song. bad song. That's why I said to me that's the silver lining. It'll never really be adopted. Uh, by the way, also after he had his pants kicked with shit, uh, per, Nugent <laughs> affirmed that that he he he, he missed he he won the draft by having a four F rating, which also was is his GPA in high school in college. All right, we're almost done with this pile of shit. Um, what do you got for the next track? It's been quite a journey. I would say it's been a bridge over troubled daughters. Another song <laughs> title for, from his past, but uh, but no, the last the last track on the album is uh, uh, COVID fourteen. Trample the weak, heart of the dead. 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 I got to trample. Renamed, of course, uh, uh, Trample the Week, Hurdle the Dead, but COVID-14 would have been better. Uh, I think so. That was his, remember, he didn't like those earlier versions of COVID. They didn't shut down touring. Now, something about this phrase made me actually go digging and seeing, like, is there a origin for this? Um, and I say this with no tongue-in-cheek, no grain of salt. Uh, I found a track team out of uh, Michigan that uses it, so maybe that's where he got it. Uh, it was like shirts that they wore, Trample the Week, Hurdle the Dead. Um, you could at least uh, metaphorically like and kind of embrace the message. But another possibility is that an author named Jim Shepard, uh, he's a, an author, a couple books called Project X and a collection of uh, stories called Love and Hydrogen. But uh, he wrote a, uh, I don't know, a fairly lengthy piece for a magazine called Harper's Magazine back in 2005. And, uh, yeah, he uses the phrase in that as well. I don't think, um, I don't think Ted, Ted read Harper's magazine. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure if Ted reads all, a whole lot. No, he's a bumper sticker guy. Uh, this is the best course in the record. <laughs> Trample the weak, hurdle the dead. Uh, you know, it's, it is fucking a little disturbing that at no point does it feel like he's being ironic. You know, if like, if you listen to the end of Pink Floyd, when they're like, "How? Where are all the queers in the audience tonight? Put them up against the wall." You don't sure. actually feel like Pink Floyd is like. We should probably make sure we take a, a moment out of every concert to get all the queers out of the the, the building and up against a wall. Right. You know, or it, the Pollocks. Or the Pollocks. Yeah. Well, you know, Ted's down with the Pollocks because they love their barbecues. <laughs> Number ninety. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there. This is a kind of a lengthy track, and uh, I love the line: "Peace and love is good. If you can make it happen, give me a shot." The American dream is alive if we all deserve it. Everyone gotta trample the weak, hurdle the dead. 
Um, and this is kind of the, uh, I don't know, if, if like Darwinism, right? You know, survival of the fittest, all that kind of nonsense. Um, and this goes back to Ted's statement that you brought up earlier, that men aren't created equal. Some of us can run faster than others. Mm, yeah, see? Uh, Good point. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when, when like Martin Luther King had a dream and talked about equality, he was also making sure to like, you know, like, but I need to put a couple of bullet points in here. Some of us are faster and stronger. <laughs> Um, and therefore, we deserve like to make decisions for other people that can't put, uh, you know, play play guitar as good. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so, and then that, that's where he's getting here. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm a good guitar player, and I can hunt good. Therefore, um, your rights don't mean as much to me. <laughs> that was Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech, I think. Yeah, it was like, yeah. That's the full one, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah so it, uh, it's longer than people remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wrapped it up in like 45 seconds of our call. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> He's like George Costanza. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm ending on a high note. The only, people, the, only, the only part people are going to remember is this beginning little chunk anyway. <laughs> Nobody's filming this. Nobody's got a camera phone right now. That's good. Oh, my God. I, I just imagine that. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see footage of Ted marching with Martin Luther King. That'd be great. There's another Al- There's another tease. There, tease there's show art. There's show art number two. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, you know, when I heard this song, though, what I thought about was I thought this was like, to me, you're taking it that way. I'm taking it like Semper Fi part two this reminds me of that shirt that you see sometimes actually i saw it on the monsters of rock cruise and i was like calm down or whatever like that and that is the shirt that on the back of it says if i charge follow me uh if i retreat kill me and if i die revenge me you know what i'm talking yeah. about that one shirt oh yeah it's like I, a little shared, intense. Uh, I shared a, I shared the uh, meme of that uh uh, yeah. Well, first of all, way before you were on the cruise, so I should oh, deserve total of course. credit. That's why I recognized um, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think my comment was literally just like, "Settle down, you're in yeah. Target, right?" You know? it's, it's in the kids department. I think that's the meme. Was yeah. like, this is this sure is a little much for the kids department. Yeah, but uh, that's how I take mean, it. That's all I take the song. Is that like a little, uh, you know, like a, a war course? But, uh, yeah, but it's also it's like Semper Five for a guy with flat feet who loves Ted Nugent. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. kind of mentality where it's like, yeah, that's my lifestyle. I mean, also, um, is it okay if I you know like get a padded cushion or something like that? You know, he drives with like a weird donut because his butt's weird, and I don't know. Flat feet, shit cake pants, <laughs> screaming eagles. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. See, I got it. That's, that's probably the best song on there. Now I'm up it right now. Screaming eagles, best song. Best song. He, he, he does sort of like touch on a, a, a John Lennon lyric, uh, mm-hmm. or at least calls back to it, where he says, "I don't really care if war is not the answer. I only know that evil has to go. I'm well aware that evil is cancer." Not the best lyrics I've heard, Luce. I got to tell you. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. All I know is that that that. Uh, uh, what else do you have to say about the song? Can we can we, can we wrap this, this album up, or do we have? Uh, what are we doing here? Well, if you want to wrap it up, the album does close Please. with a recall to uh, what's the song called? The the, the it's uh, called. Uh, it's, it, I never believe, stop believing, I, but it's yes. a blues version. And if you want, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like bluesy. 
if you have a real loose interpretation of the term the blues, but it is different. I remember when I heard it, and I was like, "Did this, the record start over? Did I miss something?" I, I thought maybe like the whole thing had kind of like re kicked, and I'd I'd gotten that songs deep into it and didn't realize that I had heard "Shut Up and Jam" a second time. But no, for some unnecessary reason, this was this was thrown on there, and and very much like um, do you remember when um, a Slaughter on their first record had uh, the acoustic version of Flight of the Angels which was really just the exact same song exact with same the song. uh kick, the, the the drums and bass taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this this has that vibe. You know, I was expecting a lot more to close it out. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're going <laughs> to end the album, you can't end it with a bonus track like this. They should have just the- ended it with uh, I love my barbecue. I love my- Pollocks would have been happy. Putting this bonus track of Never Stop Believing on it at track 13, is this, it just weakens the album as a whole. You want to end with uh, Trample the Dead, right? You know, and, and then a high note. Adding this is the same thing as like when you summed up <laughs> yes, the fact Yes, on that, a high note. Uh, yes. Trample the Dead, yes. Yes, Trample the Dead. What I'm saying is like, this is the same thing as like, this album is weakened just the same way that dirt is weakened by adding wood, you know, like a bonus track from the single soundtrack in the, in, in the prior, right? It is <laughs> all falls exactly apart. the same thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, my review would be much better if they just didn't have track 13. So yeah? this would be like, you know, 4.4 out of five for you. Were it not for the blues thing. And because of that, it gets one only because Amazon makes you give it one. Correct. Yes. Yes. It goes right. It goes right. It goes right to to, to a one at that point. Uh, so, but um, yeah, you know, um, this is truly a March Badness winner. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that it may be. What, what's worse? Let's do the two years. Peter Chris or well, I, as Minch? far as the tournament, but we've done like uh, Saint Anger. I think. Uh, uh, what's the 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 Def Leppard one? Uh, yeah, I, I come on. Journalism. All is that, they were all March Badness shows. Yeah, true. They were all. Yeah. All right, all right. We, look, right. We, we started the bracket last year, mm-hmm. but we we did uh, a month of the, you know of March Badness records before, so I, they, sure. they all count to me. Um, now the Elder we didn't throw in as a March Badness thing, and I don't th- actually. You know what? I don't think we did it for the Def Leppard one either. But uh, oh god, yeah, yes, we did. Absolutely, we did. Because I remember we were trying to decide what record to do, and then you threw that out there. Uh, what's it fucking called, man? Uh, Which one? Adrenalize. The one Adrenalize, and, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like that is the perfect record to do. So yeah. I don't know, man. This is up there with all of them. Um, I think this is. Man, if I do ragging a 45 to my head, I'm picking this over Peter Chris if I have to listen to it one more time. <laughs> I think you might be right. But none of the but but all these albums are how would anybody ever listen to it unless they had to for a show more than once? I think you're good. <laughs> I don't know, so a lot of Amazon reviews that Gonzo guy seemed to like it a lot. <laughs> okay. Five stars. <laughs> how many You know what? The, the funny thing is like I bet you Gonzo guy hasn't listened to this record a second time. Yeah, probably not. This album is no Penetrator. 84 classic by, by Ted. Nothing but classic when it comes to Ted's stuff. His 14th or 17th studio record, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 
that's 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 all I got. I'm done. This we haven't had a, we haven't had a TED talk today. Nothing's been inspiring. It's been a, a, a talk about <laughs> TED. It's the opposite. It's an opposite. It's a reverse. It's a reverse TED talk. I'm inspired to apologize to all the Polacks yeah, out there. Um, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Not the Orientals, yeah, though. Exactly. Yeah, we have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> they don't love their barbecue. They don't. It's not in the song, so how could they? Yeah, Ted would have mentioned yeah, it if they did. That's right. Right? We can at least trust no, the nudes. We know, we know all the yeah, nationalities to- that like barbecue from that song and the ones that don't. That's the conclusion. We're all get out of here. Yeah, March Badness 2022 has been a huge success, but I'm ready to wrap it up. Rock's not dead. But if it gets too close to Ted Nugent, he's going to kill it. And grill it. Welcome to another week of the Nightly Nuge. Happy Monday, Ted. Yes, it is a happy Monday. God bless and a thank you and a salute to everybody out there that's supporting the Nightly Nuge. Keith, I think we're bringing truth, logic, common sense, and all the evidence to support our life, liberty, and pursuit of gonzo happiness, American dream. God bless everybody. Be sure you tell everybody in your lives, check out the Nightly Nuge, because it's not my hunch. It's not my presumption. It's not my guess. Truth, logic, and common sense. Shut up and jam! You know, on the VH1. (laughs) (laughs) It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.